hello, hello. Oh, I can hear myself. Always a good sign. Always a good sign. You've had so much. I mean, not to say you've had time this week, because you know, no, neither of us ever had time. But uh, definitely no time. Got a few things read this week, and I, uh, I definitely have not had a much read. A little bit. I mean, that's one of the things I, w- I want to talk about is my stressful work existence lately. Oh yeah, it's gotta. I'm not enjoying it. It's something's got to change. I mean, it's been. It's definitely been too much. Yeah, but that's kind of the kind of the self-employment model. But too much or not, not enough. enough. Um, but just think, you know, when you die, you'll have had all those work log work hours logged. I I hear that when you're on your deathbed, the thing people always wish they had done more was work. <laughs> was work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm, I I think that that's yeah. I think like whenever I have. think I'm about to die, that's the, what goes through my. I'm like, did oh I work enough? Gosh, did I work? Yeah. When I'm sitting there on the sofa, enjoying the sun coming through the window with a cup of coffee, listening to some music for like five minutes on yeah. a Saturday morning, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm not working. I'm what not if con- I die? Yeah. I'm not, con- I haven't made one widget right. today and this, and you know, earth and the society runs on widgets. So yes. I'm get and, on and this. People say, Kevin, and I'll say, I didn't work enough. I didn't. What, 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 what's your one regret? <laughs> I didn't. I, I saw too much of my friends and yeah, family. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was at my kid's wedding. Could have been working. That's right. I saw my kids grow up. I saw my kids grow up. That's right. I watched his first steps. Exactly. Could have been working. It's been, um, but I don't, I, this is, this is a whole, uh, thing, another podcast that I've been thinking about doing for a long time. Yeah. This whole, we, we'd come up with uh, me and another guy. I, I won't mention his name because he's, he's back to the grindstone. Plus you don't want to get sued when I this, when that thing goes through the roof. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He said he, he decided he didn't want to be a part of a podcast anyway, cause he doesn't want to talk. Right. I mean, that's probably why he's a developer. There you go. Or they're a baker. All, they're all the same. The they developers just of today were bakers of, yes, of, of yesterday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have true. you ever seen the little, there's, there's a, if for programmers and developers, there's this great little um, uh, progression of life or progress, like it's, it's more like um, um, evolution of man. Uh-huh. And they show, you know, something coming out of the water right. and it's curled over and then it's like this walking on all fours. Yeah. Then it's kind of hunched over yeah. like, like, uh, you know, a Cro-Magnon man. Or a chimpanzee. Yeah. yeah. Into a Cro-Magnon and then like Neanderthal and then upright. And then the next, then at the end, they're like hunched over a computer all curled <laughs> right over. Right back, with, pretty much yeah. the same position as you were when you were right. like, <laughs> that's so great. It's kind of how it feels, but. Um, so we're headed back towards the primordial ooze is what it's trying to say. We're yeah, exactly. Back. And I definitely feel like that's where I'm headed right now. My brain is, is mush. And I, I told Shelby that it's, I think, you know, supposedly this is supposed to build some neural connections in your brain and mm-hmm. keep you f- fresh as you get older. I feel like there's someone in there with a sledgehammer destroying things. Right. Cause by the time I've solved the problem, 
all I want is some whiskey and to go to bed. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. My brain is is totally trash. It's funny because I find myself really, really, really tired at the end yeah. of my day and certainly the end of my week. And it's not like I'm, I don't do do anything. I no, mean, I do stuff, but I sit. So you're not carrying shingles up ladders onto a right. two-story building yeah, exactly. in the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing road work. Right, but yeah. you're still just exhausted. Yeah. yeah, that's how I've been feeling lately, and I, I do not like it's, it. And it's not a good exhaustion. You don't sleep well. No, I'd rather go out and actually exhaust myself like mountain bike or then you'd be, ski. You, or, you, you, could, yeah. you could eat a big like meal, mm-hmm. and feel, and you need those carb, or the, I mean, those calories, so right. you feel great afterwards, and then you just, you know, you I don't just, need the whiskey and pizza I had last night right. after work. Yeah, because you're just sitting there right, doing nothing. It's terrible. It is. I want to have this podcast, though, basically where we talk to people about, because I read about people all the time, and I'm very envious of people who have left programming and development software, and they're doing other things. And I just imagine that they are just giddy with, you know, just glee, yeah. happy, like- laughing every all day, every day, smiling. The sun shines on them at all times. There's rainbows outside the window. Oh, yeah. Birds tweeting <laughs> on their shoulder, landing on their shoulder. Little, little, little animated right. birds landing on their shoulder. <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably the people who like, you know, you know, like leave Wall Street. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? I opened a flower shop. Yeah. And I'm so much happier. I do remember a guy. I saw this back when we lived in Portland and he had worked at Microsoft and he left and he opened a um, uh, a chain of hot dog vending carts. Mm-hmm. And he was loving it. Of course, yeah. that was, you know, one week after he left. So he'd, he'd have loved anything. True. I mean, there's plenty of days I'd be happy to go pick up dog poop, you know, if someone sure. would just pay me. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah. No, I think about that too because, of course, you know, it's it's not – you, you reach a point in your life and maybe some people never kind of leave that and never, never really get to that point where they're just like, you get sucked up into this whirlwind of like money and do you have this? And I was thinking about it today. I was thinking like, Oh, like should I invest in something like another yes. property? And then I was you like, and I, and I, I know I should in many ways, but then I was like, like what's it going to do for me? Like I, I like, am I gonna, is this just going to make me more money with more stress to get through the next yeah. 25 years of my life? That yeah. is that is the question, right? Because, and especially right now, I don't know, nobody knows, but certainly investing in property is not as good of an investment as it was two years ago. Right. Like, if you invested in property when we bought our houses here, yeah, we'd be much more successful with that investment than if we bought it now. Yeah, I mean, but know. I mean, you never know. It could still go up right. another hundred percent before it drops. But the other thing with that is that you tomorrow. never know when to sell unless you're that kind of person. You're the kind of person who like, I have no emotional investment. In this I'm just going to dump it now and not worry about the fact that in two, three years, it's going to be worth twice as much. Maybe you're going to, yes. you never know when to sell. No, you don't. You're but, never comfortable. You, and you, you gotta do all that extra paperwork with your taxes. I and, think you have to be, um, yeah, I I don't I don't see how I would do it with my life right now. Yeah, I don't the the idea of of getting a rental or something sounds great on the surface, but then when I think about I I can barely right get through the day and yeah. get everything done as it is. Like oh, when the furnace broke and and I had to do taxes and I had too much work mm-hmm. and my kid needed to go to hockey practice and I needed to take care of myself. And I thought I I just couldn't I couldn't even fathom how I was going to fit everything into my day. I think that uh, uh, you know you, people tend when they get older they tend to want to downsize. Mm-hmm. 
And that, I think that, I don't know what time, when that really is like when your kids move out and you're kind of whatever, I'm, I'm already there and I have been for a while. Like I'm already there now, 47, 48, 48 this week, 48 this week. Uh, I could have downsized five years ago and been eight, eight years ago and more than happy. This is a theme in our conversations, Mark. Downsizing. I think we well, need, but I think you need yeah. to like. It needs to get lower. You'd be 19 and going, I need to downsize. Like, yeah. look at I got a skateboard and like three pairs of pants. Like, I, I, I'm going to get rid of at least two of these pairs of pants. That's right. One pair of pants. And a one pair of pants. And I have four wheels on the skateboard. I probably should only have three. I don't need three wheels right. on a skateboard. I don't even need a skateboard. That's right. No I skateboard. I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Then I'll be old and I won't be able to walk right. around and get I, out of my I'll chair. I have medical bills too. And then I have to get a job. Yeah, I get a job. Right. My brother had that when he was younger. Um, you know, he had a job. He had he bought a Ford Mustang, and I think he paid like eight thousand dollars for it. And basically, my as my dad put it, my dad's a pretty you know pretty blunt about stuff. And he said basically, and, and you know, he, he had to have a job at the fast food place Wendy's. And my dad was like, he basically has a job to pay for the car that he uses to get to his job because yes, because he, he can't. He works every weekend. He works every evening because he's got to pay for this car. That's the whole theme of Fight Club. Remember that? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's like a vicious circle. He has to have the job so he can buy all the the stuff. The flipping food of the catalog. Yeah. You know? But then he has to have a job because he bought all the stuff. Right. Yeah. And and since he has this job, he's not feeling... He needs to numb himself by buying stuff. So then he has to have a job pay for the stuff he just bought to numb himself the cycle of it is it's it's a it's a great psychology you know experiment that cycle of uh, psychological sort of like you know whatever eat, the, the the snake eating its tail kind of thing it was the perfect gen x movie and now here we all are in that cycle yeah doing the exact right thing. although i will say no no i okay we're not though no i don't i have nice furniture that i bought a while ago i'm not i don't want any more i'm pretty much done with buying things for quite a while unless something significant breaks yeah that's that's how i am i mean i need a new pair of skis because they're delaminating and bent yeah but and they're eight years old or not. 10 years old 10 12, years old whatever they are yeah yeah but otherwise i'd be yeah, happy to like keep i don't need a new pair of underwear no never no. again even if they're <laughs> full of holes like swiss cheese that's right yeah <laughs> yeah more air that's right more airflow we call that like venting venting yeah it's, you just have to you just have to you know um you just have to come up with the right marketing that. That's right. Yeah. Vented. Yeah. You're going to pay for like, what are that? Like the Under Armour vented underwear. Yeah. Just mesh. Right. Basically. $32 a pair. Right. It's mesh. Like mine are, mine are mesh. Right. They're super they weren't lightweight. when I bought them, but they are now. <laughs> They're super lightweight. There's no material left. It's great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, what are we going to talk about today? You, I mean, I mean, this was one of the things I want to talk about though, was, you know, this, the stress of, of the existence and, um, well, you sent me this incredible article that I, that I, that I, I have, uh, a great knowledge of the title of, but not much more about NFTs. Yeah. What the heck is an NFT? Yeah. Non, a, a non-fungible token. And that, yeah. And it, and it, and even in the fungible, like in that, you so said like there's a, there's a, it's an acronym using a word that most people don't know either. Which is Perfect. For an NFT, right? Yeah. Because nobody knows really. I keep I keep hearing podcasts where, you know, it's like, um, say, Planet Money or the Indicator or uh, different, uh, the Odd Lots or different things where they talk about NFTs and they don't always get it right. 
even though they're smart people. So fungible just means what? Able to replace or be replaced by another identical item, mutual and mutually interchangeable. So it's like I was Alexander was asking my kid. Yeah, because I'm I'm reading a different one. Oh no, yeah. So of goods contracted for without an indiv not even that even doesn't of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified. So if you have like, you know, six Budweisers, you can interchange any one of the Budweisers, okay. right? Yeah. But what if one Budweiser has the spit of a celebrity in it? Oh right, yeah. Right now, yeah, it's, like, now like, it's non-fungible. Like Elvis's hair, right? It? Exactly. Yeah. Now it's non-fungible. And what's funny about the non-fungible tokens is, it's simply um, a recorded transaction on a blockchain. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. So it's a like a hash, you know, of numbers and letters. Yeah. That's what you're buying, mm-hmm. which basically says, I gave a bunch of cryptocurrency so I could have this hash that might have a link to a PNG or a JPEG or something somewhere online, which says this is mine. But so far, it's like an animated GIF. And the animated GIF is fungible 100%. Because you could just right-click and save it. Anybody can can own it. But you bought the token that says that you have ownership of a specific... Well, so it's so. In other words, you're the. It's almost arbitrary what the you're buying a token. Mm-hmm. So, say you buy a Bitcoin. It, if the Bitcoin were not to represent a Bitcoin, it was to represent something else. It's essentially the same thing. You, yeah. But it doesn't matter because at a certain point, you've you've only bought the thing. You don't ever get the actual thing. You can use so they can do non fungible tokens for. You could buy a house that comes with an. There's a non-fungible token that like points at the house or something. Hmm. So you could say, I could sell one for our house with the address, potentially. Yeah. I don't know the legal, you know, aspects you, of this. So you mean like you could you would still own the house itself, but they would own the token that says they own the house. I think it would depend on what the how you structured legally structured the transaction. Because it could be that it could act as like a, you know, a title or a deed or whatever, something could just be a digital version of that just like here's the transaction and it points at a bunch of documents that says here's the title and the deed or something like that but the the key to the ones we're talking about here are the fact that you can't actually hold the thing right like you can't generally speaking yes there are people that sell real uh tangible art with non-fungible tokens sure i mean i could see that because it's it's almost like it's almost like a bill of like it's it's like a a little certificate receipt receipt. Yeah. yeah essentially but 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 in actuality, most of these, at least the ones I've seen so far, are like online art. Oh, yeah. So I can make, can make it my screenshot. I can, yeah. like, I don't have to license it to use nope. it if it's, you know, whatever from this person, at least, to use it for something. Well, and what's amazing is if if you do buy the NFT for yeah. some art, you don't necessarily, you still don't necessarily have the copyright or any right to use it other than to look at it. Really? Yeah. So, like, I can't take, you know, some musician's music and use it in my ad without, you, yeah. know, ma- you know, making a deal with them to pay them and whatever. And same with photography. Like, if I license photography for something, you know, the person has to come. We have to come to a deal. Mm-hmm. They pay me money and then they get certain usage rights. They can show it North America only 
less than 500,000 prints or whatever, you know, uh, say prints of a book or something. But if you buy the NFT, you might, all you might get is this, just this one JPEG. That's it. That's all you get. You don't the get JPEG to use is, it for anything other than to look at it right. necessarily. But, any, but everyone else can also have the JPEG. Right. <laughs> you just happen to be the owner of the Like, say you come over to your house and, and happen to see that JPEG on your computer screen, and I could say to you, I own that. That's right. And you'd go, yeah, but I have it. And I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it really it's but like a, I own it's, it. It's a bragging right. You paid for a right. bragging right is essentially yeah what it is. It's like owning a star in space. It's like it's it's a nothing you right. could ever like. Which star? I bought a I square inch on the moon. I think it's that one. A square inch on the moon. Right. Yeah. Which square inch? Well, it's extremely <laughs> hard to see. Yeah. And what? And like? And what? Like what? Can you re? Can you enforce? What is it that you enforce? Like there's nothing, no one can do anything. So it's like, it's, there's nothing to enforce. Like, no. man, your ownership is, so if you own, you own this house, someone comes in and says, I want to bulldoze your house down. And you say, no, I own the house and I can enforce that because right. I have all the proof and it's my house and you can't do anything with it. It's my property and all this other stuff. Right. But if I go, I want to draw, I'm going to, I'm going to put a mini mall on your square inch on the moon. Like you can't do anything about it because right. essentially it does. You've got no enforceable contract that says you. This does anything to you for you. You don't. You can do anything with this other than own. Say you own it. Right. There's, yeah. I mean, when you, when you really think about it, it's all kind of a joke, right? It's a total joke. I mean, who who is the the ones who are really making money on this? It's. So I, I looked into it a lot because I was like, man, this is crazy. Could, right. Is there any way that I could use this for my photography to benefit me? And generally, you you go to these places. So first, you got to get your cryptocurrency because you're going to have to have a, a wallet and you're going to have to pay to mint this NFT because mm-hmm. it's kind of like minting a, a, you know, a crypto coin. Yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing, really. And so you have to, usually they call it a gas fee. Supposedly you, there's some free options where it just might take forever to mint it mm-hmm. because you just have to, you know, like wait for downtime or something along those lines. Or once it sells, then they'll mint it, something like that. Yeah. And then they take it from from your, but there's, uh, there's the gas fee. So they take money for the minting of the NFT and then they take a percentage of the sale as well. Mm-hmm. And of course they have, you know, these, platforms and all this kind of stuff that they're they're paying for but that's who's really making the money right yeah which is when i first mentioned this to you you said we should make a platform totally <laughs> because it's all about no the platform <laughs> well because it's the only thing it's the only people who make any money right i mean well technically the whoever created it should make money and that's a thing but the platform is where you make the real money like anything it's the pipe that makes the money right yeah and you one of the cool things um is that if it resells you when you create it when you mint it you could say i am going to sell this artwork with uh or this i'm going to sell this nft i mean mm-hmm. people people keep saying that the artwork is on the blockchain but generally the artwork is not on the blockchain right. because that would be ridiculous to store artwork on the blockchain mm-hmm. the blockchain's big enough anyway storing that much extra information just it's kind of ridiculous so they usually just point a link at something yeah. instead and anybody could get that link potentially mm-hmm. and let, you know if it's not if it's not password protected it's like anybody can download from that link if they have it so it could be downloaded 
thousands, millions of times. But if the NFT is sold, you will get a percentage each time it's resold. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that's kind of cool for an artist is it's like, okay, now if, because, you know, if if you're an artist and you sell your artwork for a hundred bucks, but some other millionaire takes it, goes to Christie's and they auction it and they make $127 million, you get nothing. You don't get anything. Right. But with this, you would. So you get something each time. But let's be honest. If you go to these platforms and you look at the art, it's, it's absurd. It, the, the number of ridiculous things already on there are so overwhelming. It's like, have you, do you remember when Etsy first came out? Yeah. And you'd go there and you'd be like, Oh, cool stuff. And then like six months later, you're like, Oh, there's 8 million items on yeah. Etsy and, and it's all garbage now. It's all and I can't eBay. Find yeah. It's pretty much like in there. They're, yeah. You're just, you're looking at a, a cross between Amazon and eBay on this yeah. thing now. Yeah. And this is what has happened with these platforms mm-hmm. already. And it's just like, wow, look at 8 million animated GIFs of ridiculous things. Yeah. Because it's really not about the art. It's about the NFT. It's and, about- it's, and, and why does anybody want the NFT? Because they think someone else wants the NFT. Right. And it's about volume. It's about selling as like for that, for the platform, it's about selling. It's like, Oh yeah. Selling it. I mean, eBay makes money because eBay sells tons of stuff. And so does Amazon. It's, it's, it's the platform doesn't do anything. If someone comes along and buys one unique thing every once in a while. And, <clears throat> and it's kind of like, um, you, you would think that having quality curation would benefit the platform. Right. Which I, I think they have all said, we don't care about that. We just want volume. There's a really strange thing with the internet. Um, with, with, with like nobody seems to care that it all looks like crap. I mean, Facebook looks terrible. Yeah. Craigslist looks terrible. eBay eBay looks terrible. The Yahoo splash page. Amazon is terrible. It's all just like, I always used to put it, like equate it to sort of like just, it's like someone just like threw a whole bunch of stuff at a computer screen and I'm supposed to figure out how, what, how it's, it's not intuitive. It's not sleek. It's doesn't pretty. It's not. So people, I don't, I don't have Facebook, but people look at Facebook a lot. Right. Um, I don't want to look at ugly things all day and yet there it is. The Facebook marketplace is so awful. It's awful. I, people are always like, you should go look for a bike for Alexander on there. And then I look at it for, three seconds and i'm like oh my gosh yeah this is insane it's like an anxiety attack yeah. on a screen Absolutely. yeah it's totally like confusing yeah i i it's sort of like i always i sort of equate these sorts of things to um the way medieval cities were built to confuse invading hordes it's right. like i look at this and i'm like none of this is where it's, it's like going to someone else's kitchen who like is crazy you know and they put the spoons on the on the top shelf here and they and all the pans are you know <laughs> right in the dishwasher that's where they always are yeah and you're like none of this i'm cooking i have to cook thanksgiving dinner here and none of this is where it should be no. you know why are the pans here and they're like well their pans are there because right the forks in one drawer and the knives are in a different yeah yeah you know, across right. yeah and then yeah and then the yeah and and you know i mean like I don't know the the, the, the strainers in the bathtub. It's like it makes no sense. I'm pretty sure that Craigslist just kind of happened. Totally, but I think but they've done I, nothing right to make it even the slightest bit. Better. No, but and some of the other ones, I wonder. I mean, certainly when Amazon and eBay first came out, I mean they were kind of e-commerce was a fairly new thing. So mm-hmm. it may still be that 
it's worked and they haven't had to do oh, yeah. some of the things. But I wonder how much of it is like, this is actually the best performing page. Right. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't doesn't do me anything. But then again, ne- neither does the pushy salesperson, but that works for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. It does work for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, oh, that guy really, really had my back in there. You oh, mean we were just Joel talking about that, right? Like the, the Toyota the push, dealership? You, you, like, you go in to do something, you come out with new stuff, and you're like, I didn't even know I needed a new car. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, it's that whole sales training thing. And it right. probably is true. They, they've, they've looked at the psychology of this, and they realize that, well, they probably also look at it and realize that a certain amount of people, well, let's put it this way, is a huge part of American culture right now. American society right now, who has begun to push back against even harder than they have, I guess they always have, against the quote unquote intellectual, mm. that sort of liberal coastal yes. intellectual. Well, you know, that's sort of like the idea of the spaghetti dinner thrown into at the diner, thrown into onto a plate you know, and, 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 and with a whole bunch of sort of water from the pasta at the bottom, cause it was just slopped on there, which by the way, I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed plenty of those in my day. Right. I'm not dissing here. I'm just saying versus the, the sleek, well, the guy wipes the, the, you know, the rim of the plate before he sends out the food and all this stuff like that. So is it this thing where people just sort of look at it and they go like, this thing is kind of like me. It's a little bit wonky and it doesn't really work that well, but hey, it gets me by and, you know, it's kind of speaks to who I am. And whereas if it starts to look sleek, people start to go like, hmm, I'm suspicious that some. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what kind of psychology is there. Because we, be as we were just talking about, for instance, furniture, we, we were talking about um, like free mid-century modern furniture yeah. that Shelby and I used to get in Michigan all the time because people... One of, one of these things that we got was this amazing chair that probably if you were in Portland or Seattle yeah. or L.A., you'd probably pay a couple hundred bucks for mm-hmm. it at a used place. And they had had a price tag. There was a price tag on the chair still for $5, and it hadn't sold at the garage sale, so they put it out for the trash. And we just happened to be riding our bikes amazing. by, and I was like, whoa, check out that chair yeah. in the garbage. And we went over and looked, and sure enough, it was in their garbage. They were throwing it away, and it had a piece of tape on it that said five dollars a hand sold so we went back home and got the car and came back and got it but you know in in where we lived in michigan everybody was into country furniture you right. know ducks and geese on wallpaper yeah yeah the yeah. geese where you put your favorite sports team's jersey on it on your front porch oh man and and you know that's not like a, at all. Like a what, spoon and a fork, like a yeah. oversized spoon and fork in the kitchen hanging on the wall. Yeah. Just to just to let everybody know this is where we eat. Right. And may, maybe some, maybe a little wallpaper trim up at the top that has like the um, little, cattails the and stuff. The little bar all the yeah. way across. That's about a five inch bar all the way across. And, you know, like, um, it's just a different uh, aesthetic, right? A different... So somebody, and, and I'm thinking that's how it is with websites. Like maybe I go to a website and I'm like, wow, this website is so nice and clean yeah, and easy yeah. to use. And someone else is like, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Right. It's true. It seems, it, it, it's like, um, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an over, overly designed skin, Scandinavian modern house where it's like, well, this is great. This looks great in wallpaper magazine, but 
I don't really feel very comfortable in here. Right. You know, I don't really want to lie down in here. I feel kind of like there's you can't move anything, you can't touch anything. If I move this candle one inch to the left, everything is the whole room is thrown off. You know, <laughs> and, I, and there is there's a lot to be said for that. True, too. By the way, sure. I mean, how many times have you looked at some sort of beautiful interior architecture and just been like, wow, I couldn't hang out in that place. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I think that's a lot of you know. Have you ever subscribed to Dwell magazine? Yeah, Dwell is much. Like, I mean, like there's there's a lot of it where you're like, this is really cool, and then there's a lot of it where I look at the stairs and I go, your your child will die. It's like those one those stairs that are left right offset. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm and, gonna get confused if and, I have two glasses of wine, or you get up in the middle of the night to go to yeah, the bathroom. To go to the bathroom. I'm gonna stumble down these things. Yeah. and I'm gonna die. And there's no railing. Yeah, you feel I like, like the you ones should that have a harness it. to go down those things just to be sure you get to the bottom. They have there's the no ones railing. where they come out from the wall. Yes. And then there's no railing. Yeah, they're just this, the, this sort of floating beam yeah. that sort of steps all the way down. Which yeah. certainly is super cool. I mean, like Darth Vader would look awesome coming down that, right? Yeah, totally. But of course, Darth Vader in, in reality would just float down so he doesn't have to worry about it. But the rest of us are going to tumble down it at some point you're going to yeah. screw up and you're going to reach for something and there's going to be a cement wall like a super smooth cement wall to your left and, and nothing, nothing to, to the your right, right. <laughs> great and then and 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 almost certainly a super smooth cement floor down below. <laughs> yeah exactly no carpet padding no and, and if you do fall on furniture it's going to be very minimal well yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right yeah that's right yeah, you're gonna, yeah absolutely well so and that sort of brings up the the idea of like you never you never want to position yourself in life to uh, to be someone known for you know f- for infamy in, in, to be infamous and infamy can mean a lot of things and, and and I've thought of this a lot where it's like one of the things you never want to do is to your children one of the greatest gifts we can give our children and our family members is not to die infamously like. <laughs> Oh, was he the guy who yes, didn't put the, the railing in the trip? What? How? How did your? How'd your? How'd your dad die? He was. He was. He had set up that big jump where he's going to jump over all the kids in the neighborhood, and then he landed on the pointed <laughs> yeah. fence and skewered yeah. himself. He hadn't tightened down the the, 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 the handlebars enough and, and, and impaled himself on the on the handlebar post because the handlebars came off. Or right. Or well, he was walking down our incredible. His he he just finished the house. It was his architectural dream. We, it was the big reveal. The big he reveal. He fell off the stairs. He fell off the stairs. Well, how could he have fallen off the stairs? Why didn't he just reach for the banister? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He didn't have very a minimal. banister. There was no railing. And it, of course, it curved, too. So Yeah. So you, so you never want to get like, well, did, hey, how'd your, how'd your, you know, how'd your, this person in your family die? And it's like, well, do you remember when you read the news? There was one here in Kalispell a couple years back. So some guy, this actually, this is a real, one of the reasons, one of the things that made me think of this uh, when I thought of this concept, never die, never position yourself to die infamously. This guy, there's a story about a guy who was trying, he was wearing one of those, I don't know what they're called, but they're like a full body um, camouflage suit, but they're like, it's like sniper stuff. It's like literally like, I forget, they have a name, but they're literally like leaves and everything. You can literally lie in the oh, grass right. and someone will walk by you. No one knows you're yes. there, right? And it's for hunting. They use them in the military for... Or in an OK Go uh, do video. They? Do you remember that? I don't, but I'd oh, love okay. to remember the name of the suit. It's, a, it's actually kind of a funny name. Um, I'm going to look it up. Uh, fly suit. 
I got a camouflage suitcase came up. Anyway, um, I'll see if I can find the name. But anyway, it's called a, a ghillie suit. It's a type of camouflage clothing, clothing designed to resemble the background environment of such as foliage, snow, or sand. Military personnel, police hunters, nature photographers may wear a ghillie suit to blend into their surroundings and conceal themselves from enemy targets. They literally look like if, if um, what's his name from, uh, if Chewbacca was made of grass and hadn't like trimmed his hair in like 30 years. So this guy in Kalispell, I don't know, five, eight years ago, something like that, he decides he wants, somewhere around Kalispell, I think, decides he wants to freak some people out and, and, and fake being a Sasquatch. Right. And yeah. so his idea is he's going to come out in a ghillie suit and he's going to walk like a Sasquatch, I guess. I don't, I don't remember the story that well. Might've heard it secondhand. So for all I know, it didn't even happen, but I think it did. And he's going to walk out along, he's going to come out of the, out of the woods along a roadway. And as cars are going by and they're going to see him glimpse him and he's going to be like, and then he's going to hide and he's going to see maybe in like the, the police blotter or something, someone spotted a Sasquatch or whatever. And he's going to try to like, you know, continue that sort of like that let let legend. And he and he runs towards a car and the car hits him. <laughs> and he yeah, dies. That's that that is not the way your kids want to be. So so how'd your how'd your uncle? I hear your uncle, you know, Sandy died. Right. How'd it go? What happened? I'm so sorry. I, these, well, these are the kinds of things that like. I mean, it, it ruins your kid's life in more ways than one. I mean, one, you're dead. Right. Yeah. Two, they can. They will, everybody will remember. Nobody yeah. will ever forget. It's infamy. Yeah. Never, die, never position yourself to die in, in, under infamous circumstances. Which brings me to another topic we were talking about, and I completely forgot about it. Oh. It's the... How do I say this? I, I'm kind of trying to say it nicely, but I don't really think there's a nice way to say it. <laughs> the idiotic parents. The yes. terrible parents. The naming of the yeah. child. Well, and... and Remember, there's there's the one who hacked into the school system oh, yes. to give yes. her daughter yeah. votes. Yep. I'm sorry to the daughter right now because here it is. This is the exact reason yes. her mother should never do this, right? Right. Because right. now here we are talking about it, and I'm sure we're not the only ones. It's infamy. Well, yeah. and then well, the daughter. Oh yeah, it's true. She the hacks daughter. in. So the story is she hacks. She she I think she works for the high school. Maybe. Oh. She hacks into the middle school system to give her daughter more homecoming votes amazing and gets caught and now she's being charged right you know with a crime and this was the same week that i also heard about the mom yes who did the deep fake videos yeah. of her daughter's rivals for the cheerleading squad and they're like topless and stuff like yes. that, right sending videos yes of naked teens or Just whatever to try to like shame these girls yeah to the coaches and other parents and sends threat. She had used one of those marketing, telemarketing services where you can get different phone numbers. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. tracked them back mm -hmm. to her house. So again. Not, you're not like, like you've got to realize that you're not smart enough to hide this. It's <laughs> like you, it's like the criminal who sort of walks out of the bank and like there's a trail of quarters to their house, you know? It's just right. like you you're not there are people out there who could pull this off. It's not you. It ain't you. Right. I mean, unless you really are have a full background and total understanding of tracing everything we you probably Googled some stuff and then 
and then went, oh, well, I got this. I'm going to go do this. I remember when you sent this to me or you said this to me and I looked the article up and I scrolled down and I was sitting there thinking, and this sounds terrible to say, but look it up, people. Um, I remember scrolling through, seeing the headline, reading through and the whole time thinking like, who would do this? Who would do this? And then I get to the picture of the woman who did it and I go, oh, yeah, she would do it. <laughs> I totally thought I had that thought. So if you look well, like that her. woman and Mark's walking down the street, he's like, oh, there's one of them. Yeah. And it's not like it wasn't so much like and it's 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 a huge amount because right. of the actual photo. Because it's not like so much what she looked like because she was a bigger woman and she had like lipstick on and all stuff. And she could have probably looked. I could have met her anywhere in right. the world and I'd have been like, ah, nice person. No big deal. But the way she looked. She yeah. had this weird mugshot look on her face because it probably was a mugshot. Right, probably and was the, a mugshot. And it was, as, it was one of those great pictures that captures the you did it moment like of like, <laughs> oh, you would do this. Maybe not you if you were not capable of that look at right. that time, but somebody who's capable of looking that guilty in a photo like, what was I thinking? I'm kind of trying to figure out whether I'm really here or... It's so crazy because in one of them... Maybe it's the one about the votes, though. The woman did it with her daughter like they did it yeah, together. Right. The other one, maybe it was the one with the deep fakes. The daughter, they think, had no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's when the deep fake one, they didn't think the daughter had any oh idea. Oh, my God. Now, imagine being that daughter. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it's got to be already being in the cheerleading squad is like a form of punishment. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, do you remember Steve Martin's Cruel Shoes? The shoes you put on and they were like, they'd have like a vice thing and it would Ugh. dig into your toes. And it was just you, but, but you had to have them because women have had to have these shoes. Oh yeah. You know, because that's yeah. how women's shoes used to be. Right. right, the, right. The worst, Super painful. Yeah. The worse the shoe was, the more you had to have it. So that's kind of what this, and I think of, I think of cheerleading as that. I mean, there was literally what about cheerleading other than people going, you were on the cheerleading squad is it about cheerleading? And I know this is me. I'm not on the cheerleading oh, squad, yeah. but You're not in Texas. I feel like it is 100% about being on display at all times. Yeah. So you are judged all the time yeah. by not just the people watching the performance, but especially by the other people on your cheerleading squad, your coaches, yeah. the other parents and your own parents. I mean, to me, it seems like the last thing that any human being would ever want to do to themselves is be in a cheerleading squad. Well, do you know who the bravest person in all of high, any high school is? The male cheerleader. The male cheerleader, right. The single, the single male cheerleader. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not dissing the right. single in any way at no. all. Because I, And when I say that, I actually mean you might be the bravest person in all of uh, high, school. high school. Because high school is, is a blender of social insanity. Oh, yeah. And it's merciless. It's merciless. Yeah. And you're a guy in a sweater with like polyester pants flared out at the bottom that look terrible. They never look good. No. And you're and 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 the and the only way that you can justify to anybody in your school is that you get to spend time with all these girls. Right. Whether that's why you're doing it or not, yeah. you have to you pretty much have to go that route just to not be like ridiculed within an inch of your life society has progressed a lot but not know, but that much not quite that much no and and there probably are places where there's some support for it yeah. but i would imagine most places there's it's pretty tough. especially if it's like texas or yeah know. yeah I, mean, no, I know 
I'll diss Texas. But I mean, Texas is, you know, I mean, it's like still got a little bit of a much machismo. Yeah. It's a little behind. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah, they don't have, they, they're off the power. Their power grid's off the power. Grid. Right. And, and, and football is like the only thing that matters. Right. And masculinity and yeah, yeah. Big yeah. F-250s and, and gas and oil. Right. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine, but I, and I remember, so we, we just watched, um, Napoleon Dynamite yes. yesterday. And it, this reminds me of that because there is all that kind of stuff. There's like the, um, these things are, it's terrible, but it, I mean, it, it just goes to show what high school is like and yes. why I can't imagine wanting to be on a cheerleading squad. But the, the part where they're the, um, they're doing the sign language for the songs and stuff. And Napoleon is like the only male doing it. Yeah, and of, and of course he he's got like the ridiculous boots on, and yeah. his hair is awful, yeah. and he just they they've intended to make him look like the biggest dork possible. Yeah. yeah, and you know even since then I think like as as a well no I I would like to think we have progressed to the point where we're like yeah he's he's a dork that's fine but I bet in high school yeah and in Texas it's not okay to be that dorky. Well, I think that if you, if, I don't know if kids are capable of, well, maybe in some places, but I don't know if kids are capable at that age of recognizing that the dork, the geek, the geek's going to be hiring you in, right. in like seven years That's for right. his, yeah. when he drops out of high college and he starts something and he's going to be like, and he's still going to be a geek. Right. He's going to have a nice, he's going to, but he's going to have a really nice wine collection and he's gonna, his name's gonna be on the cover of an yeah. Wired magazine, you know. Well, and and it's funny because the uncle is the football player, and he's yeah. still living in 1982, yeah. and he can't yeah. let go of the state championships that they didn't win or whatever. Right. <laughs> so. What's so in Back to the Future when 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 at the end of the movie when everything is reversed and um and Biff is now oh that's right working on the car like scrubbing like waxing the car to get, putting the second coat of wax on the car for. <laughs> yeah. Crispin Glover's character, whose right. name I don't remember. The dad. The dad. Right. What's the dad's job? I can't I, remember. Doesn't he like own the company or something? Or he's yeah. something like something that. Something like but, the car. I think he's I think he's I think he owns the car he's a he owns a car maybe I'm wrong. He owns a car sales, like like a car dealership. Okay. And that's why Marty gets the nice truck, I oh, think. Oh, that could be. Might be wrong. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. But that's but, it, right? Yeah. So, you know, Crispin Glover's the geek mm-hmm. who gets razzed the whole time in school. He does have this one moment that changes everything, but still, he's still a geek. He didn't right. like, become a cool guy that day. And there is Biff working for him. Oh, yeah. And it's certainly in, you know, the tech industry, at least, that's like 100% yeah. the thing. Like, I I can, you know, when you think of like Mad Men or, or you know, those old, you know, kind of like the old... Um, uh, boys club, mm-hmm. which was American right. business. Yeah. Um, you know, the boss wasn't like, Hey, look at my Lego collection right. look at my star yeah. Wars action figures. But now the, the boss at your tech company is like, Oh, I want, I binge watched, um, all of the, uh, star Wars rebels, uh, cartoon series on Netflix right. last night. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be directing movie. I'm going to be yeah. what Peter Gunn or whatever his name is. He's going to be directing movies. Like, Oh, Steven, what's the guy who does like the guardians of the galaxy movies? But oh, anyway, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be that guy. Cause all I do is read comic books, right. you know, really comic books are for dummies really. Cause I'm going to have a massive future. But so now the guy 
and I speak guy, but because I, I am talking about men, at least in this regard, is now the guy who was the guy back when we were young and for years past who was going to grow up to be in the boys club. Right. And, you know, be misogynistic and those and homophobic jokes and all that stuff is going to be. And, and, and he was going to get jumped up the ladder because he was he was one of the guys. That guy is part of the Me Too movement now, like getting called out for right. all, or, whatever he or did. Or they're invading the Capitol. Or they're invading the Capitol right, because they're mad right. because the boys club fell apart. The boys club. Right. Yeah. They, they, yeah. The, the, yeah. They're, they're, I, I ran for an average of 37 yards per game in high school right. in my Oklahoma, you know, high school. And I can't get a good job. And I can't get a good job. Right. I don't understand that's, why. That's not my, my, my father right. ran 42 yards and he was the director of a bank. You that's know, right. And, and, my, and my grandfather and they bought these beautiful houses and look at their yardage. I should at least have. That's right. You know, upper management. <laughs> What's wrong with this country? Middle management at worst. Bad parents. The naming of ba- the naming of the child with yeah. bad parents. Well, you know, so yeah, that was another thing was the was the naming right because like because 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 you're the the conversation about uh, the 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 deep fakes and stuff turned into a conversation about people who name their children like, like Elon and Grimes with. Elon I, and Grimes. I, can't, you, I don't even know how you're supposed to I pronounce don't know that how either. I think you could look it up, but I'm not going to. I, I don't know that I care up, enough. I still didn't understand. Um, there's also the one, the girl who, um, whose name was Tallulah does the hula <laughs> Tallulah, in Hawaii, I think was her, her legal name. And, and, and they made her change it. Um, and there was, there was, and obviously there were some racist ones that are pretty awful. People naming their child Adolf Hitler. Oh, jeez. And the, and of course, thankfully the courts step in and go like, look, you, you seriously can't. You're, this is damaging to this right. child. Like even you, you know. I knew a kid in middle school and high school. He, he went to my my schools with me, and uh, he he was named Kim. And okay. he, I mean, Kim is really not it's like no. you know. There's, there's like, you could be like Jan or Jan or whatever, yeah. or Kim. And those mm-hmm. are names that even when I was a kid, there were boys with those names. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he changed it because he didn't want a girl's name. Right. And so he legally had his name changed when he was in. Do you remember what it was changed to? Frank. I You're think. kidding me. Frank, yeah. I, think I mean, Frank. Frank's a great name. But it is. It's but I know, but I, I thought chosen. it would be like, you know, I don't know, something really manly. Frank's one of those names that is fine. It's a good name. I have we have a friend named Frank, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and a good friend. And I never really think about it, but it's one of those names that, it, and there are several of them, where there's nothing wrong with that with the name Frank as a kid, as a teenager, even as kind of a toddler, kind of fun. But I never really feel like I would lean over, you know, it, you know, sort of like a like a like a like a tiny little newborn baby, and be like fiddling with their hands and go like. We're gonna name you Frank. Yeah, there's a couple names like that. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like it's sort of it, you kind of grow into the name, but as a baby, it's like there are names that don't seem like cute little baby names. They don't seem like cute baby no, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's also names that don't seem like adult names. Right. You know, so you could be what some name, and you're like, oh, that's such a cute little baby, whatever. But then as like an adult, you're like, ah, right. yeah. now he's like this six foot three, 200 pound guy. And I don't know. He doesn't really seem like a Simon or something. I feel I like I could think of one. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, right. Yeah. Especially a Simon, the Simon yeah. who's like, yeah, I, I don't working know. on your car. And I, and I guess it's, it's probably partially just the, the period of time in which these names were popular. Yeah. You know I mean? There's, yeah. There's, 
everybody is into things like Olivia and Olive and Oliver and things like that right now. But, you know, when we were kids, nobody got named you, Olivia. You're named biblically. Yeah. I mean, I was. And my parents weren't even religious. Scott, Mike, Dave, yeah. Chris, yeah, John. Paul. Right. Yeah, Mark, Kevin. Yeah. You did not stretch. Now people are really like... Well, so I'm talking to... We have a friend, Miles, and mm-hmm. he's in town with his fiance Elanka. And I was talking to Elanka the other day. And did you know that in Slovakia, where she grew up, and it's no longer a thing now, because it was sort of when it was more of a, like when it was communist, um, that um, they were only allowed to name their children from a pool of 365 names, half of which were girl names, half, not quite half. But so this were, was like the whole country had to use? Yes. Because it was... Yep. So, because this came up because she was talking about a particular, we were talking about dates. Oh, I think my birthday is coming up and I think her mother's or her or her mother's name day is the same like day or weekend of my birthday. And we're like, well, well, I don't know what that is. She's like, well, no, it's not your birthday. Your birthday is the day you're born. Your name day is the name is the day that your name because every every day of the year has a name attached to it. Oh, okay. And so you could be Alanka and you would be on May 8th or whatever the heck it is, right? And right. so that's not only your your birthday may be like September 10th. So everybody with that name, name day, has that same name day. Yeah, everybody with that name has, and but you're only for a period of time only allowed to use a certain amount of names. And so you literally couldn't name your kid, you know, Barry, you know, cuz it wasn't one of the to. names. So you had to name your child one of the name day names, and they had their birthday and their name day. I think that's really, really interesting. It is interesting. I, I, I rode up a chairlift in Breckenridge skiing one time with, with a guy who was from Russia. Very, you know, he was, a, he, was, he, he was in the United States ski instructing. And um, I said, oh, we were talking, and then he told me his name, and his name was Kevin. And I was like, wow, you're from Russia, and your name's Kevin? Yeah. He's like, oh, well, no, my name's Vladimir. Oh, yeah. He said, but I didn't think anybody would, you know, really um, mm-hmm. be good with Vladimir. Yeah. So I I decided to choose a, a more American name. And I, and I thought, well, I, the most common name that I think if someone would say, what's a Russian name, it would be Vladimir. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like, I, I thought it was kind of funny that he, he thought that people wouldn't really understand Vladimir or Vlad. And, but then that he chose Kevin, which, I mean, I'm okay with Kevin, but if I was to choose a name, I don't think Kevin. I would choose Kevin. No, not if I had my choice of names. Right. I wouldn't choose my name either, by the way. It's not like a Kevin thing. <laughs> you just, you're saying that to be nice because you hate, you hate the name Kevin. I, yeah, I can always tell. Yeah, yeah. When I'm talking to you. It's true. You say yeah. it with like this. It's the, it's look the on your dartboard face. I have at my house with Kevin written across right. it. Right. <laughs> you keep throwing darts at <laughs> I hate that name. Damn name. Won't watch a movie with anyone named no, Kevin in it. Never. Um which I don't think there are any movies. There oh, is Oh wait, no, there's, Kevin, that's right. What? Uh there is one with Kevin. There's the one about there's something wrong with Kevin or something like that, which is I think it is. <laughs> there's, there's definitely something wrong with Kevin. <laughs> I wouldn't even watch an actor. Kevin Klein, I wouldn't even watch his movies. Um but uh in China, uh I don't know if you know this, but in China when you when you go to China the I don't know if they still do it, but I think they probably do. Um, any sort of service staff at a hotel or something where America or Westerners might come, maybe even not, but I mean, I will only recognize those. Uh, they, 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 like their name tag is an, they choose oh, an American, American name or not American, but sort of like an English American right, right. You know, name. A Western. Yeah. More Western. They change, name. Ch- change and 
they choose a name that they like that represents usually a word. Um, it might be a word. It might be a name, something they can name themselves. I'm sure it started probably because Westerners were coming over and being like, I don't know. How do I, how do I pronounce something Vladimir? like Tallulah you know? does the hula right, in right. Hawaii. How do I, yeah, pronounce, you know, I don't know. So the names began to, they started to adopt a name and it's become a thing. And I remember when I, when the first time I was in China, there was this kid, this guy working at this hotel and his name and his name said rock. And that was his name. He like, he, he liked the word and wow. he thought it was cool. And I, I thought it was cool too. And I remember that all of the stuff, and I don't remember any of the other names that one stood out. He's into movies with the rock. He was in, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the rock was a thing at that time. No. It was a long time ago. Maybe he liked to rock. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I, did, oh, I did think of the movies series with Kevin as the star home alone. Kevin. Yes. That's why I kept, kept hearing the mom yelling, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Actually, she realizes watched, he's he, not. You know, he's in um, um, Macaulay Culkin's in Uncle Buck. I think he's. I think it's before. Is it before that? Yeah, he's really oh. small. And he's good, too. I'm going to have to watch that. It's good. I mean, I'm only halfway through it. I've seen it before, right. obviously, um, but uh, only partway through it this time. But I have to ask you an- another question, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this might have to be, this might, yeah. maybe we'll find a way to, maybe, maybe we'll get, get into it. Um, do you go to the mechanic or the, like, do you go to the independent mechanic for a car servicing or do you go to the dealership? Oh, so, so say you like, need to get something done on your, like, I have a, I have a car and right now. I got to get 120,000 miles from hmm. this, right? And I, you know, I'm like, oh yeah. I, no. For me, it depends. I have. Does anyone tr- go to independent mechanics anymore? I have well, I wouldn't say an independent mechanic, like not necessarily a guy, right. but I've, I yeah. go to, we generally in Denver and back in Michigan, we yeah. always went to the independent shops. Yeah. So we go to, go to a place that specialized cause we had Honda, Subaru, yeah, Honda, Subaru, you know, we right. had a bunch of, you know, we had foreign cars and so we would find the little foreign car shop. Okay. And then the, we, yeah. we would ask around till we found uh-huh. one that people recommended. Right. And uh, so that's generally what we did. Now with our van here in in Whitefish, we've only been going to the dealership, right? But because the, because there is a you know a, a dealership yeah. for mm-hmm. our our brand, and we when we were coming through town, we needed oil change, so it was easy to find, and they were good, and they didn't seem to be too expensive. So we've continued to go back. But I generally in the past, once the car is like past its warranty, I'm like I'm done with the dealership. Yeah. And then I just find some independent shop. Because that's what I'm struggling with right now. Because, of course, it's always good to, but I don't, but you know, it's, is it a thing anymore? I know they're around, but like who, who trusts them anymore? Because, you know, the dealership, that's, we talked about this because we were talking about make movies and mm-hmm. the fact that the movie itself doesn't really make that much money on the ticket, but it's all concessions. Oh, right. And so it's the same thing with a car dealership, right? They, they sell the car, they make a little bit of money. A lot of that gets kicked back, I think, to the manufacturer and all that right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, they, there are sometimes, like, they'll, they'll say, we only made $50 profit on this car. And it's like, yeah, well, GM had had a special deal where right. for every one of these sold, they sent you another $300 or something. Right, so it's right, like, right, yeah, right, you right. only made $50 on the ticket price of the car, or the sales price of the car, but then you got 300 bucks. Yeah, from. right, right. But then but then it's the servicing where they make and they right. have this slick service and you get to sit there and get a cup of coffee and or you know whatever, all yeah, that when stuff. When they and, charge you $75 for an oil change that they make a lot of money, I think. Yeah, you could just buy yourself a cup of coffee on the way to an independent place right. and pay $35 for the oil change. Yeah, we I mean and certainly 
With our Subarus and Hondas in Denver, I mean, we always, and even, actually, I should say, even when we bought this van, which is pretty big and heavy um, and tall with that pop top on it, you can't just take it anywhere. So you, we had to call around and say, do you have, you know, bays that will take a vehicle of this height? Oh, yeah. Because some places, dude, you'd show, like, I just assumed I could go to my old place and I pulled up and then he came out and he looked and we looked at the door and he's like... Yeah, there's no way that we're gonna put this in the garage, so we well, have to take it elsewhere. But um, but doesn't it sort of speak to and I'm and I'm I've I've gone to dealerships before, by the way. Um, and so I'm not saying no that I shouldn't. I'm just like trying to I'm trying to convince myself that the person that I am is as much as possible the kind of person who would say, you know, well, I mean, I don't like I I I don't want everything to become a Panera bread. Oh yeah. Not that it, not that that's it's fine. Like when sure. you pull over and you're driving somewhere and you can trust it and it's like I don't yeah. know where I'm going to go here. Um I don't want everything like the only sandwich shop in town to be a Panera bread. I don't want the only coffee shop to be a Starbucks. I don't want that. It's not to say those things can't exist. But sort of like so but in the mechanic world like I can walk into a coffee shop and spend $3.50 and walk out and go this independent coffee shop's coffee sucks. Yeah. I wish I'd gone to Starbucks cuz that's the only other game in town. Yeah. But that was a three dollar and fifty cent investment. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, if I'm gonna go and spend, you know, a thousand dollars on a big, huge mile marker, you know, tune up or whatever yeah. you got to do with the spark plugs and all that stuff like that, I kind of am like, well, but it's it's harder to sort of go like, well, I'm just gonna take a crapshoot at some guy who's who's got a sign up. At the other hand, I want that guy's sign to stay up. You yeah. Know? Or, That's what we always end up asking asking people yeah. where they go and then try and then kind of call around and find out about it. But you're right about that because I, and I have had times where, so we had this one back in Michigan that we really liked. Seemed awesome. They did a, we, they did a head gasket for us on the, the Subaru and, and it shouldn't have needed a head gasket, but it obviously did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the reason we haven't had a Subaru in a while because <laughs> it needed three head gaskets in 160. We didn't do it, right? but it would have needed it. It just was, you know, leaking oil like crazy yeah. out the, you know, the, and the, and anywhere I went, they would go, yeah, yeah, was that between a, a 95 and a 2007? And I'd be like, yeah, it was a 2000. And they'd go, yeah, they had bad head gaskets. I was like, they had bad head gaskets for 12 years? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I mean, nope. it takes a little while to figure it out. It was like, but before, they, they knew how to make head gaskets yeah. in 1994. What, what, you know, they forgot didn't, 95. Didn't the Subaru manufacturer have, like, didn't almost every employee at the Subaru manufacturer have a Subaru? Right. And did they all drive away at the same time and not notice the huge spots of oil left right. in the parking lot behind them after, like, two years of ownership? <laughs> we we ended up having the the head gasket done by you know and generally when you do a head gasket you would do things like a timing belt and pulleys and all this other stuff that goes with it because you're tearing you're pulling all this stuff out so mm, might as well well apparently they according to the next place we took it to in Denver they're like um, I think you need a new new timing belt and I was like really it's like we just had the head gasket done like fifteen thousand miles ago twenty thousand miles ago and he's like I don't I don't think so. It's like, you should probably check with him. And I called the guy and he's like, oh yeah, we would, of course we would do that. We, we did, we would always do pulleys and timing belt or whatever. And then I called him back and he's like, eh, they didn't do it. It's oh, no. like, it's cracked. You need a new timing belt. He's like, Aww. he's like, so we had to pay for like half the, not half the work, but probably a third of the amount of work that they would have done Come with replacing. On. Yeah. And that was, you know, 
place that I had trusted for like six years what with a our drag. vehicle that I... Do they know you? Hey, Kevin! Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Definitely and just, yeah, stab you in the So back. I'm, I don't know. Was it a mistake? Was it they were... Yeah, but then but, what's going to happen at the dealership is they're going to do what you said before. You're going to go in there with a $400 like job needing to be done. And they're going to start upselling you. And you're going to walk out of there with like $1,900 worth of work done. Well, so let me tell you what happened. You got to get the undercoating. The same Subaru that that I'm talking about here that had the head gasket problem. I mean, it had had so many problems. It was a lemon. Um, But we bought it at a Subaru dealership, brand new. It's the only new car, I think, that Shelby and I have bought since we were married. And um, we got a, a deal on it. And she had a like a... A car, a monthly car allotment. So we were like, let's buy a new one. Yeah. Um, well, we took it in one time. The only the only place we ever took it to was the dealership. Mm. And uh, they came out to me when they were doing an oil change, and they said, uh, the oil pan plug is stripped out. And I said, okay, well, I guess you guys have to replace the oil pan? I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's going to cost you. It was like, you know, $1,500. And I was like, well... Guess who's the only one who's ever used the oil pan plug oh. is you. And we had a fight about it and they refused yeah. to take um, yeah. responsibility for it. It was like, the car was like maybe a year old, maybe. Yeah. And should have been under warranty. And they ended up saying that Subaru ended up agreeing to pay for the oil pan. And then uh, we split the labor with them. It's the best I could do. But I, so I still had to pay them like three hundred dollars for something that they the, must a, the only either they it. did yeah. or B was a defect. Right. N- neither one should have been my responsibility oh, ever. Come on. So that kind of you know you're was, like, well, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been under there fiddling with that right, thing yeah. in the middle of the night. I had a couple of whiskeys in me. I got the guys together. I, I when I was trying to tighten it, I it, I kind of felt some resistance, but I thought if I just put a lock wrench on it yeah. and just push a little harder, yeah, it'll go in. My, whenever I whenever I meet resistance, I just push through it. It's my right. mantra. It's who I am. Yeah, my my dad always he had a he had a saying for that. It was when we used to talk about how tight should it be, and he said it was blue torque. And I always used to say, "What's blue torque?" He says, "You just you just tighten it as tight as you can until you turn blue in the face, and then you, then you know it's tight enough." And I was like, "There you go." So that's my motto. It's like whatever it is, and they say tighten it up. I just do blue torque. Just you just do it till yeah, 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 till you have like a like till a, you burst a blood vessel right, in your exactly. eye. Exactly. I th- I think it's it's a thing you're supposed to do with any. I think kind that's of in the manual. Bolt, whatever. Yeah. Burst a blood vessel in your eye. There's like there's like a, it's like it's like the Cro Magnon thing, like like the um the, you know the the evolution thing. It's like this it's this tight. It's like you kind. It's like a feather. <laughs> then well, it keeps I, going up. I mean, you know, we've been talking about masculinity and stuff, and I mean, come yeah. on, yeah. what what are we? Are we manly men? Or are we yeah. not? Well, you're man enough to strip the the, the <laughs> threads off of a piece of steel. It's and it's and awesome. And you're man enough to and you're man enough to deny you did it. That's right. <laughs> And that's a and, real man right you, there. You know what's awesome is 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 when you and thinking about when you do that and you're you're really just doing it as hard as you can 
and you do strip it out or you or the the wrench slips and you just tear your knuckles apart oh <laughs> yeah you just it's, you might as well just go like punch like punch a, like a, a brick piece wall. of bits but go punch a brick wall piece of rusty metal yeah yeah right yeah because <laughs> it probably is rusty metal that you just shredded your knuckles on and then you, yeah right yeah, yeah oh my gosh i can i can imagine i can see that i've done that totally. or you or like you, or you scrape it because you're you're stuck under the car yeah. and you don't really quite have the right thing to lift it high enough and yeah. so you're and you just jam it and scrape across the cement right. oh these are the days those are the days kevin yeah back, back, when, we were back when you could actually work on a car when you could I, touch a car i had a 78 the, the chevy malibu this. and you could open the hood yeah and you could see the ground yeah because there was so much space between all the things if you're like wow there's... oh yeah you could look down through yeah sure. just yeah, see yeah. the ground underneath the car i, I mean, know it was you like mean. Here's an engine, here's some wires, and here's some hoses. And Absolutely. it's like, you could actually work on it, I even once, with just a little knowledge. I once bought a, uh, um, living in Denver, no, living in, yes, living in Denver, I bought a, VW, a yellow VW Rabbit for $600, and um, with the intention of driving it to my dad's house in St. George, Utah, and then continue, and then staying for a couple, like a week, maybe, and seeing him, visiting him, and then going on to, like, San Diego, and driving up the coast to Seattle and it with intending to either live where I broke down for a year, <laughs> which was my plan, or if I got to Seattle to move to Seattle. Uh, so it was literally Seattle or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, but is, I never really thought of that. And, uh, and I broke down in Beaver, Utah, which I did not live for a year. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't even make it. To my dad's house so you gave up on the whole seattle or bus thing you were like seattle or bust well okay not not here well like, yeah it's <laughs> like i think i i hadn't maybe i hadn't quite conceptualized the fact that i might not make it to the coast right it's like i gotta make it to the coast it's gonna it start at, like it's not gonna happen from here to to san diego whatever the heck it was and um and the way and, and the way i fixed the car so i was driving up some pass and all of a sudden you know the um the it, whatever the, the water temperature thing is redlined and i'm driving by myself it's like seven o'clock at night it's starting to get dark and sometimes oh, man and um and i i pull over and this is this is actually a bit of karma because i had i did this to myself karmically i did this to myself because i was i was out of gas and i had missed the last like stop here or get gas or else you're screwed you know for the next like 189 miles and um i had missed it and so i had promised the car that I would put the good gas in it if it may, got me to the gas station <laughs> that was like 30 miles away right. and I was already like at empty and so I was coasting down like I was coasting down hills and everything I get to the thing and I didn't put the good I totally I totally screwed the car over see I lost my key there long story I won't go into it I lost my key at the garage I couldn't find it anywhere it turned out to be between the seats I was there for half an hour trying to find the key terrible anyway the car brakes pulls out at red lines uh, driving and I, I pull over and it start and it's and I realize that it's overheated so I like let it cool and I'm like that and I start driving again at red lines again I'm like what the heck is wrong here I realize that um, I have I had blown the head gasket. Oh, and and the reason I'd blown the head gasket is because one of these belts you're talking about that runs the whatever the pump that that funnels the the, the coolant through whatever um, the one of the mounts which is a tiny little screw the screw broke and that took the tension off the belt 
and the taking the tension off the belt stopped the pump and the pump stopped so the water just and it blew eventually blew up and i didn't know and i couldn't have known it was is a 10 cent screw ruined my car <laughs> and so what i did to get to beaver utah because i didn't actually break down to beaver utah i br- broke down outside of beaver utah um was i took a piece of wood that i found on the side of the road and I jammed it into the between the frame of the car and the and the motor and like the the housing whatever that that pulled the tension enough to keep the belt running, so I could drive into Beaver, Utah. <laughs> and I did. And I pulled into like a gas station right there and pulled right up to the front door practically, and stopped the car. And it was like Mount St. Helens. The whole. The whole, it just exploded out of the, I mean, the coolant pouring on the ground. And I remember this guy, I had a VW Rabbit, and this guy comes out of the store and he says, like, like it was timed. He goes, somebody shoot your rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I called my dad. I've been through BB Utah since driving through and, um, and I've kind of looked for the car. I'm like, is it there? Am I going to see it in some junkyard off right. the side? My dad came to get me. Whole story. No, it wasn't St. George's. It was Las Vegas, I think he was in. Anyway, that's probably all we got. Yeah, I, I think we could do a, a whole car episode, though, sometime because... We could call it Car Talk. Car Talk, yeah. <laughs> Just talk about people's about car, car problems. Yeah. Only rather than being helpful, oh, we would be unhelpful. Give people bad advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, really. Just, uh, just tighten it until you burst a blood vessel, yeah. then you'll know it's tight enough. Yeah, just you, you can't put enough air in a tire. Right. So just keep putting... The air in the tire. Definitely don't look at the manual for the torque specifications because that's bad. Yeah. Manuals. The manuals, it's sort of a guideline. It's not really like an actual. It's kind of for those wimpy men, the liberal men. Right, right, right. Yeah. Who want to set their clock. That's right. Yeah. Want to check out their Bluetooth to get their Bluetooth to work so they could listen to their music, their podcasts. (laughs) I think we have to stop before we really go down the road oh boy. path, right? All right, this is Mark Dustin yeah. and Kevin Ballman. And this is Are We Recording?